Hey, podcast community, it's Eric, and I've got something exciting for all you online entrepreneurs out there. If you're looking to take your e-commerce store to the next level, you need to check out Aurora Repricer. With Aura, you can effortlessly reprice your Amazon inventory automatically. Ready to elevate your Amazon business? Head over to foxcitiesmm.com slash Aura. That's A-U-R-A to get started today. You're listening to Fox City's Murder and Mayhem, your bi-weekly dose of true crime history in a small rural community of Wisconsin. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Fox City's Murder and Mayhem. I'm Eric. I'm Gavin. And Gavin, we're doing a Ma- Fox City's Murder and Mayhem a lot episode a lot sooner than I thought we were going to be doing it. That's but, right. But we're here and we're doing it, so that's good. That's right. So, yeah, where we left off, we said we weren't going to do them as often. And so, you know, they'll be dropped in less less often. But just as, as we were winding it down, I remembered. <laughs> I remembered that I had a book about uh, unusual Oshkosh deaths. So there's going to be a string of Oshkosh stories sprinkled in for a while. Oh, so, cool. So, uh, yeah, not, we're not going back. It's, that's still firm. It's We're not coming back to a regular schedule. But I do have stuff to rely on for a bit. So. so I'm curious, can you share, do you know the title of the book in case anybody's interested in checking it out? Or is it one of these um, books that is, would be almost impossible to get a copy of? It would be almost impossible. I don't think this book is widely available. What What it was, was the Oshkosh Public Museum had an exhibit on like the history of funeral customs. And then they had this little spiral-bound book, which they probably still do. They probably still have it in the gift shop. But they had this spiral-bound book about, you know, like a self-guided walking tour of the cemetery. And then they had the, the stories in the book. Oh, that's kind of cool, yeah, actually. It, it is It is pretty cool. But, yeah, like I, I highly doubt you can find it on Amazon. I think you have to go to the gift shop. Okay. All right. Well, or take maybe the, maybe their website. I guess checking the Oshkosh Public Museum's website is worthwhile too. Definitely, it it's it's good. I mean, if you're interested in that sort of thing, which I assume that you are, if you're listening to this. So, and we should point out to anybody that is not from the Fox Valley yeah. that is listening to this podcast, because there may be a couple of you out there for some reason. Oshkosh is technically not part of the Fox Cities. In my opinion, it's not. I, it's, people in Oshkosh will fight you on it. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. I just thought that was pretty much assumed. I would consider it part of the Fox Cities, but... Yeah. So, sorry if I offended anybody in Oshkosh who feels like they are part of the Fox Cities. No, it's weird. Because... It's weird. When you're in the Appleton area and they say Fox Cities, like, what they typically... What the Appleton people mean is Appleton, Menasha, Nina, Little Shoot, Kimberly, Combine, Logs, Kukana. Right. That's the Fox Cities. Oshkosh people think that they're included. And the reason they think they're included is because there's the other Fox River that comes through Oshkosh, uh, which in my opinion is a fake Fox River. <laughs> so, uh, and I'm an off stand on that. Like people, I didn't even know there was a, quote, another Fox River that went through Oshkosh. Yeah, so... So the Fox River runs between Green Bay and Lake Winnebago. Okay. Right? And it goes into Lake Winnebago at Nina. But then there's another Fox River that comes out of Lake Winnebago in Oshkosh and then goes up to Poygan or like Yeah, Lake like by Poygan. Poygan and, and 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 to my mind, now granted, I'm not 
you know, a lakeologist or whatever, you know, <laughs> I don't know the term for that, but I'm not, I'm not one of those people, but I don't know how you determine that that's still the same river. Yeah. If it goes into Lake Winnebago and it comes out another end, like what if there's multiple rivers coming in and out of that lake? How do you know which one is the river? Yeah. So to me, it's a separate river. Yeah. I, I, I can agree with, I can see it both ways. Yeah. but And technically they did name it Fox River. They right? named it Fox River. Yeah. So, so, so somebody thought it was the same river, but I don't know how you would determine that. Well, that is a great little piece of, I guess, what kind of his, history is that or whatever we I call that. That's like geography. Geography. Yeah. yeah. Which has so. nothing to do with anything. So we've, we've gone off on a tangent about whether or not Oshkosh <laughs> is the Fox Cities. I say it's not, but I know people will fight me on that. So, But we're still going to include them in the podcast. Just yes. So, just like we'll include Green Bay in the podcast, even though I would say Green Bay is not no in the problem. Fox Cities. Even though they actually have the Fox River. Yes. Yeah. So, so I don't know who made that determination, but anyway, today we're going to talk about a story that is very well known in Oshkosh. I don't know if you know it. I'm sure I don't. Okay. Very well known in Oshkosh. And I didn't either, to be fair. Like I knew that it existed, but I knew nothing about it. So if you don't know about it, there is no way, there is no possible way I know. About I it. knew that it happened. I didn't know anything and I kind of don't even want to give you the title of this episode up front. I guess if you're listening to it, you can see the title of the episode. But <laughs> but I kind of don't want to give it away just yet. Well, let's compromise. So the people listening can see the title. Eric cannot see the title. Sounds fair. Okay. And we can always make a very cryptic title when we post it so that people sure. don't really know what that is. Okay. So we're going to talk about a guy named Simon Bailey Page. Uh, he's originally from New Hampshire. He's born in New Hampshire in 1824, to give you an idea of how far back we're going here. Born in 1824. Um, he marries a woman with the name, and this is her real name, Leafy Bean. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> Leafy Bean. So she's now Leafy Bean Page. <laughs> in the 1850s, they come to Oshkosh. Uh, Simon and his brother were in the wholesale grocery business, but he also had investments in lumber, railroads, racehorses. Very well off. He was very financially successful. Well-known, well-respected, and he had no children, so he, he had money, and he had basically Nobody no give responsibilities. It to it. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like, well, I mean, obviously he had the businesses, but I assume he had managers do that part for him. Well, Simon, uh, Simon was plagued by fire. His grocery business in Oshkosh burned eight times. Eight wow. times. Yeah. Um, luckily, he was well-insured, so he was able to rebuild it each. In 1874, a house that he owned on Jefferson Street in Oshkosh burned completely, destroying all of his personal property. Uh, Simon may have been more unlucky than the average man in this respect, but to be fair, fire was a constant threat in the city of Oshkosh. A threat everywhere at this time, because we're primarily using, you know, oil lamps for lighting, so that's not really the safest way to light things. But Oshkosh may be even more so, because Oshkosh... Uh, is known as the Sawdust City because lumber was its primary thing. So not only is everything heat and lit and everything else by by fire, there's wood everywhere in Oshkosh. So uh, it's just kind of a kind of a problem. <laughs> well, anyway, with with great money and no responsibility, uh, Simon and Leafy like to travel everywhere. They would go around the United States to Europe, the Mediterranean, the Middle East. By December 1880, they decided it might be time to settle down. And they took up permanent residence at the Beckwith House, which is a hotel, on the corner of Maine and Algoma in Oshkosh. Uh, do you know what the corner of Maine and Algoma in Oshkosh Well, I is? know where Maine is. I'm not sure where Algoma is. Okay. 
This building still stands today. Okay. Do you know what it is? The old exclusive company. No, but you're very close. <laughs> you are very close. Other side of the street. Chase Bank? Isn't there a Chase Bank? I don't know where the Chase Bank is. No. Maybe. It is the New Moon Cafe. Oh, cool. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So the New Moon Cafe is still in Oshkosh, huh? Yes, the New Moon Cafe is still in <laughs> I haven't been there in like probably 20 years. So. My apologies to Mr. Aaron Bear. Uh, yes, the New Moon Cafe is still in Oshkosh. At this time, the Beckwith House was four stories tall. It was primarily a hotel. You know, people would stay there for only a few days at a time. But the top floor was, you know, kind of like what we might call like penthouse apartment. And, you know, they wouldn't call them that at the time. But people who wanted to actually live in a hotel would live up on the floor. And that's what they did. December 3rd, 1880. Simon takes advantage of a warmer than average December day. And he goes out riding his horse, enjoying the day. He's got no cares in the world. <laughs> Leafy stayed home and... Decided to plan a tea party. She called up all her friends to come over and have a tea party. <laughs> nice. Yes. Every good story starts with a tea party. Yes. That's what you do. <laughs> yeah. That's what you do. Well, that's up on the fourth floor. Down on the first floor, an employee was filling the kerosene lamps. Oh, no. <laughs> One of them tipped over. And there was instantly an incredible blaze. The flames spread up the stairs and through the narrow hall. Smoke was dense. Chaos reigned. Traveling salesmen panicked and threw their suitcases out the windows. Those who could ran out into the street. People outside watched and were horrified by the instant switch from calm to con. Mrs. Harlow, one of the tea party guests, yelled out the fourth story window for help. Passersby stopped and pulled blankets from their carriages, urging her to jump. She was scared to jump from the fourth floor. Don't blame her for that. <laughs> uh, so instead, she tried to climb down by hanging from the window ledge. After a while, she couldn't hold on to the window ledge any longer, and she had to let go. She fell very ungracefully. Her foot hit another ledge, twisting her ankle and causing her to flip midair. She was now heading towards the ground head first. The men holding out blankets for her were amazingly able to break her fall. It was a rough landing, but she survived. Wow. Yeah, good for her. Firemen were able to get a ladder up to the fourth floor after the smoke slowed down a bit, and inside they found the burned and blackened body of Leafy Page. A rope was tied around her, and her body was lowered down, arms and legs dangling, limp and disfigured. Simon Page returned from his ride just as the body was being recovered. Oh, God. Not the welcome home that he wanted. No. <laughs> As he watched the men climb the ladder, he offered $5,000 to the man who brought his wife's body out dead or alive. The death toll overall was luckily very small. Three. Three people. Wow. And how many people, do we know roughly how many people were in the building at that time? I Did do not know, but I have to assume, you know, many, because there were something like 70 rooms built. Oh, wow. Yeah. So this is a big building. Then. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, one of the one of those killed was an Irish servant girl, Mary Alice Hanrahan. Hanrahan, I don't know. Okay. And then a month later, uh, while they were clearing up the rubble, they found a black night porter named George Wood. <laughs> they knew he was dead, but they took they, him, they it took him a while to actually find, find him. his body. <laughs> yeah, Wood has a bit of an interesting backstory. Um, he had previously worked for the Pullman sleeping cars between Chicago and San Francisco, so that's kind of he got to travel a lot, help people out there. 
After working for the railroad, he was a farmhand in Sheboygan County, then worked in a horse stable in Fond du Lac before finally coming to Oshkosh. He did a few things over the years, moved around. Mary Hanrahan had previously been caught in a fire at the Revere Hotel, which I don't know if that's Oshkosh. The newspaper just says the Revere Hotel as if I'm supposed to know what that is. So maybe that's Oshkosh. I believe there is a place that that it's like a convention center mm-hmm. that's called R- Riviera okay. in Oshkosh. So I wonder if maybe that's in the old building. Could be. That that the, that they're talking about right there. I think that's what it was. Well, so. she, she had been in that fire um, and was carried out in her nightgown and survived. But apparently you could only survive one hotel fire because the second time she did not. All right. Much of the building actually remained standing uh, six months later. At which time the mayor and the city council said, you know, uh, these walls, they got to kind of come down because, like, we can't have burned out buildings. Like, what if they <laughs> fall and people are going by, you know, on a horse or walking and a wall falls on them? That's like a serious <laughs> problem. Um, the original architect of the hotel, William Waters, also did not believe that the building was safe. He should know. Mm-hmm. So um, here's an, I'm going to aside for a moment. I'm going to I'm going to go off on a tangent. Uh, William Waters. First of all, William Waters. Okay. Um, he's the architect of this hotel, but he was all over the place in um, in Winnebago County. Like, if you ever go to Nina, Wisconsin, and anywhere down Wisconsin Avenue and around the lake, there's freaking huge mansions, blocks. He, he designed all of he them? He designed pretty much all of them, the vast okay. majority of them. Okay. So, like, any major building... In Oshkosh, Nina, surrounding area, it was probably William Waters. This guy was doing it all. Now, another aside, and this will not matter to the listeners. Listeners will not care about this, <laughs> but but here's a fun fact for you. Um, there is a book on William Waters. Okay. Which you could also buy from the Oshkosh Public Museum. Okay. Strongly recommend it. And it was put together by somebody who is the mother we both know. Really? Yes. Okay, are we not announcing that on the podcast? We will announce it on the podcast uh, because her son, the author's son, is world famous filmmaker John Pat. Oh, cool! Yeah, we've we've already talked about John Pat on podcast before, so I guess we can mention it. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So, so the, how how's that for a small world connection? Connection. That's great. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so, just wanted to put that aside there because I think William Waters is cool. Um, but anyway, so Mr. Beckwith, the guy who owned the building that it's named after, um, he didn't want it torn down. He, the whole thing didn't burn. And he worked out a compromise with the city, and they were able to save the first two floors. So, like, where the New Moon Cafe is and, and some of the apartments above it, a lot of that is the original. Okay. And if you look at pictures of the hotel and pictures today, you can see that it's obviously still the same. Okay. Does it continue to go up? Now, like, did they build it back up to no. a higher level? So it's I think just, it's only two floors. Now. It, it's just two floors. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's a fraction of what it was, pretty right. much. Gotcha. Right. But yeah, but if you take a look, like the windows line up the same. Mm-hmm. Like it, they salvaged a lot of it. Okay. Around April 1882, so this is now a little over a year after the fire. Simon Page found himself in court. Charles Reef sued him for $5,000. Reef took the credit for bringing Leafy Page out of the hotel. Page now said that he had made the offer in desperation and didn't mean it. As you may recall, he yelled that he'll pay $5,000 to whoever brings his wife out. (laughs) He now says, oh, I I didn't mean that. That was just like the heat of the moment. (laughs) But 
But numerous people testified that they did hear him make the offer, and they did believe that he was serious. So enough people had the opportunity to jump at this. Ultimately, though, none of this mattered. The judge on the case actually tossed it out. And the reason he tossed it out was because Charles Reeves, a fireman, a firefighter, and he said, well, like, it's kind of your job to go to up and, and, and do that. So you so, don't get any money. Yeah, so you don't get any money because, like, if we allowed that to happen, you're basically accepting a bribe. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're, like, getting paid money to do your job. <laughs> that offer, even if that offer was legit, it wouldn't apply to you anyway. Which well, 100% makes sense. So, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. you can't really disagree with that viewpoint. Yeah, being like, oh, yeah, I mean, maybe I'll save her. <laughs> like, no, dude, that's like, but if you that's put, your job. If you put five grand in my hand, I'll definitely save her. <laughs> yes, yeah, so Simon Page got kind of saved on that one there. Uh, after, after this tragedy in the court and all this shakes up, Simon moved to Davenport, Iowa, where he had family. He tried to start his life over. He married a woman named Mary Elizabeth Libby, who was 27 years his junior. Wow. Yeah. I don't know what's going on there, but I mean, okay. Uh, That was January 1883. But apparently it didn't work. Because two months after the wedding, he shot himself in the head. Wow. (laughs) And he was done so so there you that's go it, huh? that's, well, that's mean, it huh i mean he's dead that's yeah. it. quite an end to the story i mean I, I i i would love to know like what's the story behind him killing himself i would also love to know that the thing is is so the core of this as i said in the beginning like came out of that little book that i got from oshkosh museum but you know that that i'm not gonna rely just on that so i went back and i looked at the oshkosh newspaper kind of fleshed out some of the the details but um but they didn't have really coverage on his death because he'd moved to iowa and i don't have great access to iowa newspapers Mm -hmm. so i don't know i also would love to know more about how they reported that yeah because i mean he was extremely successful and i assume i mean yeah he he well he didn't even own that building right not the hotel yeah so so he didn't even lose anything in that fire yeah. other than his wife. Well, he lost his wife. Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, you got to imagine he went down to Davenport, Iowa with plenty of resources. So, I, like, yeah. what was the stem of causing this? Well, I, I mean, presumably the wife. That's losing his wife? <laughs> Maybe you don't care. But, <laughs> but, but, this, but this guy, you know, they were... Apparently they were very cl- I mean they were they were world travelers they were they were very close they didn't have children so they had yeah. each other all the time um so I guess I I don't know I didn't really do the math I mean but they're they're married I don't know exactly the time frame on here but at least 35 years they're married Yeah so I guess So it... you know that that I could see that being and not only the fact that he lost like his wife but the fact that he lost his wife and seeing her brought of a building. Yeah, like that's very speed. true. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if he just cracked at that point. Yeah, that's very true. And then and then maybe he's like, I can I can go, you know, I can get over this. And But he never really got over it. Yeah. And then he lost his second wife. And he was just like, yeah, I'm He done. didn't lose a second well, wife. Well, I mean, they got divorced, though, right? No, they, no he didn't. No. Oh, he just, I thought I thought you said something about them. Oh, no. I, maybe, I miss, maybe I misspoke. I was like... Did I say like it only lasted two months? I, I well, you said that it didn't last very long. But okay, okay so he got okay, married. So and yeah, maybe he, maybe that was a poor way of phrasing it. It didn't last long because he shot himself. Okay, okay, so yeah. they were still married when yes. it wasn't anything with that marriage. Gotcha. Yes. Wow. 
Well, that's kind of a gloomy end to this story. Yeah, but I a... guess this is Fox City's murder and mayhem. Yeah. We should we should be uh, expecting um, gloomy, right? Yeah, like and as I said, like in the beginning, like it's a fairly well known story because of you know because of the building. Yeah, if you're from Oshkosh, like you know what the New Moon Cafe is. Like it's yeah. a fairly well known building in the center of town, so it's well known for that. But actually, yeah, I was very surprised looking into it that there were only three deaths because i i was aware that a fire had happened that i knew that much but i had just would have assumed that it was a much bigger deal yeah and this is actually a great story because this is i mean this introduced a lot of cool history yeah that i think well you say people from oshkosh know this stuff but i'd still say that the majority of them probably really don't know or they know what you they, know they, where yeah. you know that there was a fire there but don't know yeah. anything about the fire i only know that there was a fire there and i think the only reason i know that is i think i think aaron bear who if people don't know aaron bear is the guy who owns new moon mm-hmm. um i think he had mentioned cuz i don't know why else i would know that so it's very but, possible but the, but the that people, the people who have a store in that building are very aware. Well, I, I'm sure, yeah, because yeah. you're going to know the history of it. But yeah. that's cool. All right, well, I think we can pretty much wrap this one up. Um, as always, we thank you for your continued support. Um, we don't really have the next episode on the docket yet, but I will be dropping reruns for you so you don't get bored, and we keep you subscribed to the podcast feed. Mm-hmm. Um and thanks everybody we'll see you when we get the next one done yeah don't be surprised if you hear a few more oshkosh ones down yeah. the, down the road because i think we got a couple uh couple that'll be easy to throw together but yeah no set schedule right now so just cool. hang tight thanks for tuning in to fox city's murder and mayhem join us in two weeks for another exciting episode of murder and mayhem